I forgot to tell you, he did the Watson did the cutest thing today when I took him out at one point. There was a butterfly, and he was chasing the butterfly, but he wasn't looking at the butterfly. He was looking at the butterfly's shadow in the grass, <laughs> chasing that. <laughs> and then it flew away over the fence, and he so he got to the fence, and there's no more shadow, and he's just like looking at the fence for a second, like, <laughs> what happened? What kind of sorcery is this? He's not the he's not the smartest. Hey, uh, our our dog has a completion certificate for a six week course at a local franchised national pet supply retail chain. I don't want to hear nothing about it. You better get a bumper sticker for that. I think that needs to go on the car. <laughs> I don't know if we could do the my dog is smarter than your honor student thing though. Yeah, not. He's lucky. He's pretty. I mean, I feel like there's a bumper sticker there. We just got to phrase it right. Yeah. <laughs> he has moments where he can be somewhat smart, but for the most part, not really. He's sweet, though. That yeah. He has that going for him. <laughs> if, if, if people were trying to set him up with other dogs, they would say, oh, but he's got a great personality. You put that on the dating dog profile. Is he, is he Kevin from the, from the office? <laughs> <laughs> Don't give him that chili. Welcome to another episode of Bry Guy and his Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is a guest, has no name, Josh Zorch. Hello, everyone. Super sexy voice on that one. You're so great. Uh, and we got the woman possibly looking for her own nickname so she doesn't have to be Mrs. Movie Slut anymore, Sarah Zorch. Oh, yes. I need to find something else. <laughs> Are we going to throw it out to the internet and see if they give you something better? I don't want to, I was going to say anything would be better, but I know that's not true. So, yes. Or is it just going to be Mrs. Whatever Josh gets? Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. You got some time. Okay. We'll, we'll give you some time. I got I to gotta think of something. Yeah. And also, I mean, if we're going on the track record of the feedback that I've gotten from people, <laughs> then she yeah. will never get any kind of recommendations or suggestions. Yeah, you're, you're better off going, going your own way with this. I'll, I'll have to brainstorm. <laughs> Um, all right, so we're back for another quarantine edition of Never Seen That. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with this type of themed episode, uh, basically we find a movie that someone hasn't seen, something that at least one of us deems they should have seen. Uh, we usually start by talking about what they know going in. We take a break to watch the movie, and then we'll come back and get their thoughts after the movie. Uh, previously, Josh and I have gone a little back and forth with this going on with this uh, as I try to sit through some horror movies that he picks. And he has agreed to sit through some Fast and Furious movies that I pick. Um, when Josh threw down the gauntlet for this challenge, he said he would watch two Fast and Furious movies if I watched the first Zombieland movie in preparation for the second one. So uh, you can find my reaction to the first Zombieland, Josh's reaction to the first Fast and Furious movie. Those are both in the books and out there. Um, so this time we're cashing in on the second Fast and Furious movie that Josh has promised me. Paying um, my debts. Yeah, I think you, you must be really bored because during quarantine, this was your suggestion that we sit and watch and record this. I, I mean, to, to some degree, yes and no. It's not like we're starved for entertainment 
options, <laughs> but it's all we do anyway. And if we need content and we get to hang out with you for a bit, uh, oh, you know, v- via satellite magic, then <laughs> why not? I'll take it. That's all we got right now. Um, so anyone uh, paying attention to the Fast and Furious stuff, you'll notice that I didn't say that we're watching Too Fast, Too Furious with the actual second movie in the franchise. We are skipping that because that is, I think, could you could argue one of the worst in the franchise. So we're going to we're gonna put that on the back burner. If we get to it, fine. That is not a priority for me, for Josh. I'm trying to give him some of the better ones, hopefully. So we're skipping uh, two. So then we're going right to three, I imagine? No, no, no. Not, not three either. Three, three has its what? own set of issues. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole like time loose timeline thing that gets murky around three and four and all this stuff. So, I I guess if yeah if you if you actually listen to our previous uh, never seen that episode when we watched the first Fast and Furious movie, which is the Fast and the Furious, um, I think we might have discussed the the plan that I had for the ones we would watch. Which ideally we get through the first movie, which we did, skip two and three, and then we do four, five, and six, and seven could be up in the air if we want to go that far in. Um, the other ones, you know, would be an added bonus if we decide to trade off for those as well. We'll see how far we go. So, uh, at this point, I guess that means Josh probably has me lined up for at least probably three other movies of his choosing. Um, well, I guess, you know, I mean, if we'll we get, have to... yeah, if we get, well, it depends after, after this, is it still two for one or are we back to a one for one bargain? I, I, that's up to you. I, <laughs> I thought you were going to sort of bait me in with a two movie like the offer I couldn't refuse at first <laughs> to get two out of it for one. Well, so I, I kind of expected it to be one, one off from here on out. I was say, what is the, is the second movie that you have to watch cabin in the woods? That was the one I think it was tossed around. I don't know if we, well, so do we so say he, that's the one we're doing? Well, I think that's what Sarah and I keep wanting to push for. Um, that's yeah. a good, because it's, I mean, it's, it's Joss Whedon. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had a lot of people tell me I should see that movie. It's really, yeah, you should. Um, but I mean, that that is not necessarily part of it. Like, that would be part of a new contract. This, this what we're doing today, <laughs> is fulfilling the existing obligation. Right. That, that would be a part of continuing negotiations. So, Cabin, if I watched Cabin in the Woods, that would give me the excuse to give you number five yes. of the Fast and Furious franchise, and then we'd go on from there. Yes. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think we, we, we sort of talked about that before. If we would do these in quarantine also, and I kind of argued that I'd rather do those in person together. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm, I'm strong enough to watch those types of movies in my house alone. Even if I'm on a call with you guys, I think I'd rather be in person sharing a couch with people to watch those types of movies. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> all right, all right. So we'll see when we get – And I mean, at this point, if the quarantine lasts a while and I, we just get really bored. I might suck it up and just say, let's, let's – just fucking do it. But for right now, I'm going to try to delay <laughs> as long as possible. I mean, we can do it on like a Saturday afternoon at two o'clock. If it oh, happens. yeah. Regardless, even if I'm with you guys, it's going to be that. <laughs> yeah. Windows open, lights on. Let's do it. <laughs> Calling your to neighbors, taking a walk through the neighborhood. Hey, you guys want to come in for a bit? The more the merrier. Stand just outside the windows if you want. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, it's not creepy at all if you're just looking through the window. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I know it's been a few months probably since we did the first Fast and Furious movie, but Josh, what do you remember about that? I'm trying to remember sort of where you fell after watching that movie. Um, I think, I mean, as far as the plot goes, it was uh, um, like Point Break Jr. So yeah. it's not a complicated story to remember. Um, as you were asking the question, my first thought was that mousy guy really annoyed me. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
um than the one that was the one that leslie gave me shit for because then you find out that like he has a stutter or something yes uh yeah that was very kind of her thanks thanks les i'm glad that's the uh, one that stuck with you not so much the movie just you getting shit after the movie yeah. i do remember you saying that it wasn't as bad as you thought it was gonna be i thought i vaguely remember that also and i remember we yeah. had the whole conversation i think you and i or anyone who had seen it of how it actually kind of holds up yeah some, some of the like some bit. of the more tech parts with like computers are a little <laughs> but but the 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 effects pretty much hold up because most of them are practical. Yeah, that, some of the stunt helps. work and stuff, the and the car racing and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that helps. I'll, 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 yeah, I'll see that point. That that is true. There wasn't. There's a lot of things in movies that it can't help by nature date them just yeah. by what they have available to use because anything that they quote dream up then starts to play with the idea of sci-fi or like it just pulls you out of the movie so they're limited by that but yes i will will agree that it didn't it i didn't look at it and like is this from 1978 (laughs) like it definitely looks like it's from 2001 yeah but no it, it, it was not as much of a pure like man jock time the entire movie right that i suspected that people who want to make films with certain um elements uh, yeah uh, with vin diesel say it with vin diesel and vin diesel like oh yeah i mean (laughs) you put that recipe together it could easily go a certain way yeah there was a lot of restraint on that i'll admit that i think yeah didn't we also say that wow this one like not that the other ones don't have a plot but this one kind of stayed within a little bit yeah, more it was definitely... and, and it gets it gets going and you're like oh look there's planes involved now <laughs> and oh they hook a car to a helic like a plane like it as far as fast and furious go you're like wow they really reined it in yeah that first one is pretty grounded compared to what comes next <laughs> yeah even even tokyo drift for as much shit as that movie gets it's pretty well grounded compared to other movies that follow that yeah and i i'm trying to remember yeah. it's been a while since i watched four I know five is the one that's like, okay, now we are straight up crazy action movie for this one. Four, I'm trying to remember how grounded it is. I don't remember four that well. So So that'll be the, we'll have to come out of that after watching that and then see where it falls. If we think this is where it finally started to go crazy fast and furious, or if if they save it all until five. So I know there are certain big names and A-listers that come in and out of this franchise over the next 18 chapters or whatever they have now. Uh-huh. Um, I don't like, I, 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 I want to ask, but I don't really want the answer. Cause I guess I'll just let myself be surprised. Like I know there's a few people coming up in the next couple. Yes. That, that start to enter. So I'm like, I'm hesitant to ask. Or just let it be a joyous surprise. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. And then if they're not in this, I just, I'll just assume that they'll enter in five or six, I suppose. I think I can, like I'm, I'm sure you're asking about The Rock, which I can say he is not in this one. Okay, so this is pre-Rock. Um, I know doesn't Gal Gadot show up at some point, and Charlize yes. Theron, yes, and Kurt Russell, yes. I remember. Yeah, seeing the, the that. names they get for these movies is like outrageous that they pull some of these people in for this stuff. 
I, I mean, obviously, I, I my feelings about these movies are not secret. So when I make the comparison of like when I saw the the type of people that they were pulling in for like Transformers four and five, oh, yeah, I'm like, no offense to those creators, but like that's just got to be a paycheck movie. True for a yeah. lot of those people. So I, I, it could be the same in these cases. But I mean, if you're if that is your profession and that's where the business is, like I guess you'd be stupid not to. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything you sort of expect or would like to see in this fourth movie? And it, th- no. I will just for throwing out the title too. <laughs> this title is somewhat confusing. The first one is called The Fast and the Furious. Number four is just called Fast and Furious. So they're very similar, and I feel like we people might just get confused into which one we're watching. So we, I just you just refer to them by numbers. I think it's easier. That's fine. That's fine. No, uh, no, obviously I have no expectations. Uh, nothing that I hope to see. I, I, I oh, come on, you if want I, more Paul Walker? Don't lie. <laughs> if I had to, I mean, I guess the idea that if like these other big names like have not entered the franchise yet, the notion, you know, that you kind of already mentioned, but the notion that the story and or the the action sequences or what the overall plot's going to be will yeah. somehow still be reined in a little bit and stay a little bit more grounded and, and not so ridiculous. Right. I get maybe I'm keeping my fingers crossed for, for, for that outcome. Um, since we're skipping two and three, do you feel like you're missing anything there? Are you worried about missing plot points or anything? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like so just to justify for people that have seen the franchise and know two, the only thing you get out of two is like the introduction of Tyrese. Tyrese shows up later. Like, that's really all you need from that movie. Yeah. It's largely forgettable. Um, Three has some other characters that really, well, I guess at the time, only thought we were going to see them in that movie. They show up later on down the line. And it features the death of a character, which then shows up in this movie, which fucks up the whole timeline. If you watch three and the character dies and he shows up in four, you're like, what happened? Four is a very good successor to one. It features a lot of the returning original cast that comes back, which they weren't all together for two and three. So chronologically, I just feel like this works better, especially for a first time viewer like Josh. It, it picks up the story a little bit better from one and continues through the next three movies. So anyway, that's where my headspace is at. That's why we're skipping a few. If we come out of this the other side and Josh loves suddenly all the Fast and Furious movies that we've watched and we want to go back and get some backstory on stuff. We'll tackle that bridge when we get there. I don't expect it, so I'm picking the cream of the crop here for him. I'm just quickly trying to look up the dates or, or like like release dates to see when this sort of happened. So the first one was 2001. Uh, sequel was 2003. Tokyo Drift was 2006. So the, the quick results here aren't showing uh, number four, but it's saying that number six came out in 2013. So between 2006 and 2013, they did two more movies. So I guess, um, I mean, did, did it seem like there was a, a, a bit of time between Tokyo Drift and and this? Or did it seem like, oh, that didn't go off. Like, th- this, this isn't going the way we think. Let's get one out quickly. I think it was more like after the success of the first one, I think Vin Diesel... This is the impression I got from the outside looking in. I don't know if I remember ever reading any of this stuff. So, Sarah, I don't know if you read any of this stuff. You can 
you know, correct me on this if I'm wrong, but I always got the impression after the first one, Vin Diesel started doing other stuff and sort of tried to uh, get a bigger resume, try different things in acting, yeah. didn't want to get stuck to the franchise. So the second one featured Paul Walker and they brought in Tyrese. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, as far as I know, made decent money. I don't think it was a failure at the box office. Um, and then they went to three, couldn't get any of the original cast back. So they started with all new cast in a new city and tried something different, which I guess largely didn't do very well. And I think sort of killed the franchise, at least for a little bit. So the big selling point of four was like, hey, we got everybody back. Paul Walker's back. Vin Diesel's back. Jordana Brewster's back. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez is back. Like we're the original cast is in this movie. And that was a big deal for anyone that liked the first one. So I'm just looking at Vin Diesel's IMDb. So he did Fast and the Furious came out 2001. He had one other film in 2001 that I'm not familiar with called Knock Around Guys. Then I feel like I vaguely remember that. 2002 was Triple X. Uh, that's probably the franchise he wanted to get off the ground yeah. after Fast and Furious. 2003, uh, there was that movie A Man Apart, which was like more dramatic, less, I mean, less action-y, more dramatic. Right. Then 2004 had Chronicles of Riddick. 2005, okay. he The Pacifier came out. Oh, I remember that movie. And yeah, then yeah. I don't rem- I never saw 2006 he did Find Me Guilty. Um he played a gangster. I d- I remember the movie, I never saw it. Then I think he did I never saw this Babylon AD in 2008, which sounds like it was awful just from the name. And then you have Fast and Furious in 2009. So I think he did some stuff where he's like, okay, I'm doing, I did comedy. I did a little more drama. I did this other franchise that I was trying to do. And then all of a sudden it's kind of, he had a couple years of, hmm. Yeah. To Josh's credit, it's more like, you know, I tried all these things. They weren't as big of a success as what that first one was. So let me go back to the thing that made me and made me a star, got me, you know, some credibility and got my name out there. Right. Yeah. So more or less paycheck. He went for the paycheck. Yeah. Because it looks like, yeah, he had some gaps in there. And and to his to Vin Diesel's credit, it's a smart move because every single movie in this franchise since then has been making more and more money. Yes. Yeah. To I still think like Fast and Furious 8 is somewhere in the top 10 like worldwide for biggest box office. It at I least was so. it. And sadly, that was only three years ago and things have changed so quickly. So, I mean, it very That's well true. Be Maybe it's high, just below the top 10 now. I, I believe at the time it was released, it cracked the 10. Yeah. That was Fate of the Furious, correct? Also yes. No, um, worldwide gross was $1.2 billion. Do you have the top 10 with you or should I try to look uh, that up? I don't have the top 10. Just for comparison's sake, what is Box Office Mojo? All-time worldwide. Okay, so it's dropped to number 19 out of the top 10 worldwide. It still okay. made $1.2 billion and it's yes. at number 19. Make yes. sure I said that right, though. Because my screen like went away as soon as I saw that. What, the $1.2 billion? Yes, Yeah, that's I said correct. that right. Okay. Yes. I was like, did I misplace the decimal point there? Yeah, domestically it only made two hundred and twenty-five million, two hundred twenty-six million. Yeah. So that is all overseas. Yeah. And people are, you know, this comes back to the point where 
people are wondering, or if in case you're wondering, why Fast 9 was delayed an entire year, because China wants that money. Mm-hmm. Well, it says, so the budget for, for The Fate of the Furious was $250 million estimated. Mm. If the domestic gross was 226 but the opening weekend in China mainland alone was 184 million like that's why because yeah, domestically loves these domestically it didn't even make back its budget but because of yeah like you said overseas that's what pushes it so the fact that you know I'm looking I'm looking at the worldwide totals again maybe it's not fast 8 that I was had an eye on fast 7 is still in the top 10 it is number 9 oh, 1.5 right. billion yes it is yeah so that is the bar. I mean, to also to its credit, the idea like it it's difficult. Like the number of movies that make over two hundred million domestically are really low. Oh yeah. So if if anything has a budget of two hundred, two fifty, three hundred million dollars, um, I mean the fact if they don't make that back just domestically, that's not necessarily a you know a show of failure by any means. Because that's a hard bar to hit anyway. But yeah, the contrast between its U.S. performance and internationally, and especially in the Chinese market, yeah, it's ridiculous. This might be a rabbit hole that we go down, but guesses on what the budget is for Furious 7, which is still in the top 10. Um... Keep in mind, this is the movie where Paul Walker died, so they needed a lot of CGI effects oh. to fix this movie. Yeah. Wait, well, so so the budget for the for number eight was how much? Like two hundred fifty million. Three fifteen. Wait, that was the budget for eight. Holy shit! Yeah, that was the budget for eight. Okay, so it's less than eight. I thought seven was going to be high. I did not realize eight was that high. That's what yeah. That's what Mojo saying. Two hundred fifty million budget. What was uh, what was seven? Seven's one hundred ninety. Wow. Well, they made that back handily. Oh, yeah. So, obviously, Vin Diesel is doing very well for himself, probably, on these movies. Yeah. I don't... All of a sudden, this just showed up on IMDb when it's, like, related news. This is this is the headline from five days ago. Hobbs and Shaw punches way to number 17 on <laughs> Deadline's 2019 Most Valuable Blockbuster Tournament. What? It should never, no. Why? No. I just, just but you know what? It got me to click on the article, so it just... <laughs> <laughs> um, just for comparison's sake, too, the budget for the one we are going to watch, mm-hmm. $85 million. Oh, wow. What was the budget for the first one? Uh, I can tell you in two seconds. $38 million. Oh my gosh. Although, if... Well, I mean, practical effects are expensive in some ways, but if they really... D- I don't think they had a lot of, like, CGI and stuff in the first one. I Yeah, not that I remember. I mean, it probably the most cost was probably acquiring the cars and then blowing some of them up. So that's probably a good indicator of like you can tell when these movies like sort of just went crazy with like CGI and special effects. We must do that now because the budgets just fucking skyrocket. Yeah. Well, now they're saying too, like in this 
article that I clicked on, it says like the rock can command as much as $20 million up front. So like Hobbs and Shaw, it said it had 200 million production costs, but then you have to take out 20 million just for the rock's salary. So that's the other reason these budgets have to go so far up is because once you get all these big names going in, yeah, that's they're true probably too. between once you get going and you've got like Charlize Theron and The Rock and Vin Diesel and you throw Statham in there and Gal Gadot really wasn't the name she is now when she did it true. originally. Yeah. But I didn't honestly hear about her until she was cast as Wonder Woman. Yeah. And then I went back to look at her prior movies and i was like oh she was in some of the the car movies cute yeah just browsing the next couple so the one we're gonna watch fast and fast and furious which is the number four one in the franchise 85 million fast five 125 million six went up to 160 so they're yeah they're getting increment increment why can't i say that word incrementally larger each time they're going out and yeah, you're right, Sarah. It could just be cast. The cast gets bigger. Yeah. Oh, well, here's something I didn't know. It says, recently, uh, The Rock told fans on social media that he lost out to Tom Cruise for the lead in the Jack Reacher movies, but that opened the door for him to take on the part of Hobbs. <laughs> but you think about well, it, get, you're like, yeah, this is actually prob- probably made him more money in the long term. Yeah, can't complain about that now. Because he comes in in what you said, number five? Yeah. Yes. So he's done five, six, seven, eight, and a spinoff. Yes. And is he signed up for and nine? And probably part of nine. I don't know, because I thought there... I mean, this is getting, getting into, like, behind-the-scenes politics and stuff, but I thought part of it was, like, Vin Diesel and The Rock had, like, a some sort of argument or scuffle behind the scenes, and yes. that was... Yeah, apparently I, they don't they, get along. Yeah, so which means if they gave The Rock his own spinoff franchise, I can't see The Rock coming back to the main line movies. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's going to be Diesel's stuff, and then The Rock will have Hobbs and Shaw stuff. Yeah, because he's not, he's at least not listed as anything. I haven't heard anything. Uh, Put it this way, I'd be surprised if he shows up in nine. Hey, Michael Rooker's in nine. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, not bombshell. We're going to take a break. We are going to watch Fast and Furious, and then we'll uh, come back and talk about it afterwards and see what Josh thought. Can't wait. So at this point, we will talk to you in the future, which will be the present for you. All right, so we are back from finishing Fast and Furious. Uh, Now, just you know, before we get into our discussion, I'm just going to throw out the spoiler warning just in case someone listening to this hasn't actually seen the movie or... You know, doesn't remember what happened and might want to rewatch it before listening to the rest of this. So, you know, spoilers to follow. I mean, plus it gives me an excuse to use the Andy spoiler, which is one of my favorite things ever. So, at this point, we will cue it up, Andy. Spoiler. Spoiler. You know, something like that. Okay, so we are in the spoiler territory. We're gonna talk, you know, whatever we want to of the movie since we finished it. So. We'll just start with initial thoughts. Josh, what do you think, having finished the movie? So, right off the bat with the opening sequence and the uh, the way that it ends with the notion of him timing driving that car under the <laughs> apparently unstoppably uh, turning over 
gas tank yeah uh truck uh th- i i thought that's how the entire movie was gonna go <laughs> uh, i mean you know i admit that's reasonable yeah uh i mean you've seen the previews for other movies so that's not unheard of right and that, yeah so i definitely have this this sort of pre pre-bias about that's part of this uh, because of that um but most of it was kind of rained in again i I actually i I was surprised uh when there was about 20 minutes left i thought we were only getting into like halfway through the movie like i i was surprised like my my takeaway is that the the story and the plot seemed very streamlined and much simpler Mm -hmm. than i thought it was going to be like uh not to be critical about it it's just my observation is it was just a lot simpler than i thought it would be i thought there'd be a lot more to it so to me that actually means like you actually sort of got into the story and may have liked it enough where the time went faster uh, yeah a, li- a little bit um i just like I, I guess maybe they spent some scenes doing stuff they didn't really need to do necessarily just because mm-hmm. there wasn't as much to it uh, as i thought there would have been like it could have been a much meatier plot a much meatier story right but it's pretty much like five or six main kind of sequence beats mm-hmm. and you know and then you're out um sarah did you pick up anything else from watching it this time since you said it, you couldn't remember it really from the last time you watched it yeah i could not remember really what happened at all so i was like oh yeah this <laughs> Do you think it was, you know, better or worse this time around? Oh, this is okay. It was, it actually was a little more restrained in explosions than I was thinking it would be. But yeah, I, I think I'm remembering more recent ones. Yeah. So it hadn't quite gotten into that yet. That's like, now I can't remember if we talked about it pre-movie or if we talked about it like when we weren't recording. But like when the, when the franchise sort of jumps the shark... If it yeah. was going to be this one or the next one where they really... It's definitely has to be five now then. I think it's five. Five's got to be the one that really steps up the game and I think is is more in line with what Josh expects from this franchise. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I will say, I mean, they kept it nearly till the very end, that chase sequence in the in the tunnel, which I was following just fine until... Like out of nowhere, and I'll just I'll call complete bullshit on it. When Vin Diesel jumps out of his car through the passenger side of the car, going parallel to him because the other door's been ripped off. Yeah, and somehow makes that leap into the other vehicle, ejects the other driver without the car stopping, and then somehow takes control of the vehicle. I mean, I think it's that kind of stuff that I'm expecting. The entire movie to be like yeah so the fact that there's only like one or two moments that i'm calling out here you know I, but i mean this whole time along the way since we started you know in the fall with the first movie you guys basically have just kept saying like oh, no no it's coming just yeah. wait yeah we said we haven't gotten there yet yeah uh, your assumptions are not wrong <laughs> we, we will get there <laughs> but part of this is part of the fun like you see where it started and where it what it's morphed into so you see the progression which I think is interesting. Okay, okay. And I mean, with only two two chapters of a eight to nine chapter 
story so far. You know, yeah. yeah, it's hard hard to draw extrapolations or, or conclusions yet, but um, yeah, if it follows along along this trajectory, I I, I couldn't quite understand the motive. I, did I? Am I? Am I interpreting the ending correctly? In that Paul Walker was bothered by how justice was handled so now he's like leaving the fbi and breaking him out and now they're just gonna go like be shitty criminals so that was together kind of what we were going to talk about and then i realized we weren't recording so i was like i'll save it for the show okay um they yeah they they kind of hint at the end that the jordana brewster paul walker and the other two guys are busting dom out of prison right so the next that kind of sets up the next one. The next one they are all wanted criminals and they have to, you know, run away from the law and they get into their own shit that they have to try to get out of and stuff. And that's sort of, I think, if I remember right, that's sort of why the Rock is after them. Cause yeah, he's because he's isn't he like? Tell me he's he, Interpol or something. No, he's um he's not FBI. Is he like some sort of like special branch of policeman yeah, or something? No, I can't remember what he is. <laughs> of course not, he is. He's not a yeah. marshal, is he? That might be the closest thing to what he is. I mean, we'll find out when we get there, but... Oh, yeah. All right, so if I'm following at least chapter one and chapter four correctly, um, Vin Diesel is a shitty criminal. <laughs> and... I think he, well, he, he just, he steals stuff. Th- th- I don't think he ever, like... I think it comes up, like, I, but, but his, he, his initial thing in the next movie is what they bring up, where he, like, beat somebody with a wrench somewhere. No, right. I think they talked about it in the first one. That was they in the did. first one, yeah. He did kill but, someone. Right, but even aside from that... But I forget, it, not that it... Even if you didn't have that, the point murder, is, but... they are hijackers and criminals, and they're not otherwise, like, great people. Yeah. They seem it because they're giving them... The, the, these other story beats but they're not great people they're, they're the anti-heroes yeah that's that's the story for these i guys. guess and and so paul so in the end the criminal gets sent to prison and never the stays law, there the, the lawman just can't abide that well i think that's more like you can i, I feel like this movie sets up that paul walker's character brian isn't really working well in that system so his solution is i don't want to be a cop no more there's a difference between not being a cop and being something like the punisher (laughs) and being a criminal yeah like that that's what i'm not getting here like they pull heists they steal things they like maybe they don't aim to hurt people but that they're not good professional people like they are criminals so i guess yeah that anti-hero part of it is there but like they don't at least in these two movies, like they haven't earned any sympathy from me. Like, yeah, I'm see, then I don't know. I'm not rooting for them. Now I'm wondering how you're going to take to some of these movies going forward because they want you to be invested in the characters by now and care what happens to them. And if you don't give a shit what happens to these people, then I don't know how well you're going to like the other movies. I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll reserve judgment. I'll wait and see how they turn out. But like, like Paul Walker's move right here, like I don't care that he saw some kind of miscarriage of justice because somebody who is a thief and does what they do got arrested and sent to jail like there was i almost nothing feel like they, in, they like there's nothing unjust that happened that i should then care that he's you know oh now he's taken outside the law like right yeah, to do what like nothing i, I, I think it's know. more that like they they 
maybe at this point knew they wanted to make more movies. They knew they had to address the part where Dom is wanted. Uh-huh. So they, they arrest him. <clears throat> but then they realize they're right themselves in the corner because you don't want one of your main guys in jail and then have to make a sequel where he's stuck in jail the whole time. So they just wrote him out where they rescued him. Well, just like any movie, like um, Catch Me If You Can, like it would have been just as easy in the next movie that you need to enlist the help of someone who, yes, is a criminal, who but who has a special skill set that can actually help you in dealing with other people like that would have not been a hard turn to take well in that sense you're sort of on track for what the next one is it's, okay it's more of a heist movie yeah in the next one it is and they bring more returning characters some of which you haven't met because we haven't done the other movies like we skipped two and three so we're that's what we were talking about before too is i thought Ludacris for sure was in the first movie he is not no, he first in appeared the in the second, second one um, so they bring him back, and they bring Tyrese back for five. So they recruit a bigger crew to pull off this heist, and everybody has like a specific role as to why they need them for the crew. Okay, yeah. but the heist is still like a criminal enterprise. There, yeah, right? I'm not going to go into what the yeah. heist is or why. Okay, so but... it's not even like, well, we know you're wanted, but again, like maybe we can talk about clemency if you do this job for the good guys because you can't like see this is why you need to watch five (laughs) and i looked it up hobbs is fbi which i really didn't think he was okay he's some sort of special fbi guy yeah i thought he like lists like whatever branch he is or specialization he is or something yeah but the whole thing is like he's the brute force yeah yeah more or less the brute squad but they're like in a different country and he's like i'm gonna which that's not really giving anything away by saying they're in different countries in different movies but that that would be the whole thing. It'd be like but you don't have jurisdiction in this <laughs> country. We just made that very clear in this one, and now we're gonna throw that out the window. Yeah, that's one thing that like the continuity whore in me is so irritated by the timeline of these movies and how the stupid stuff like that does not. They set something up and answer it for one movie, and then the next movie completely do something different than what they set up the movie before, <laughs> and that stuff drives me up a wall. And yet, I still love this franchise, and I watch all of these movies. So I try <laughs> I just, not I, like the nit. I I can't nitpick it because it makes me angry. But I enjoy just the sheer stupidity of like stuff that happens <laughs> in these movies that I can't help it. I, I I guess I can see that there's an action movie appeal and enjoyment oh, out of it. Yes, I mean yeah. it just ramps up. So far, I I I said I can't. I don't give a shit about any of the characters. Well, I guess just from like an they're, action they're, movie standpoint, how much of an action junkie are you? You're not. I mean, it depends. I mean, fairly. Like, there's very little that, like, in, like out of mainstream movies that I would talk, Like, you look at something like The Rock. Yeah. The Rock's not a great movie for anything, really, but it's a damn good action movie. Okay. Like, same with the original Point Break. So, yeah. Like, there's... There is a place... For those so i think it would depend now i will say the horrible van damme movie that we watched last week oh, because we so used our uh, random number generator on our dvd list <laughs> uh it was called cyborg. cyborg uh spoilers van damme is not the cyborg <laughs> um the cyborg is like an ancillary character that has about four minutes of screen time and <laughs> it, it it's but it's like post-apocalypse really trash okay. 1989 
Um, Amazingness. So, like, if you call that, like, action movie junkie, no, if I'm not catching all that stuff, I'm okay. I See, I just think of, at, like, action movie junkie as, like, someone who's like, the more explosions, the better. That is not you. <laughs> uh, not you necessarily. You hate Bruckheimer. Yeah, I mean, that is the so. thing. So, so, some of them can be done well. Some, if, if you have that in other redeemable things, it's a good balance, and it's fine if that you know that's why michael bay has the reputation that i'm sorry he not does. Brockheimer, michael yeah. bay. well i mean yeah. Brockheimer can fall into that too depending on what it is but like that's why he developed that reputation because everything about him was car chase car falls car flips this thing blows up that thing falls over with like 20 minutes of nothing like we talked about when we did bad boys 2 that movie could have been like 40 minutes oh, yeah. shorter yeah and a lot of that had to do with prolonged action sequences and editing. So, like, in that regard, no, maybe not as much as, as others can be on the action junkie side. Um, but like I said, I, I could see how this could be enjoyable and be entertainment. But in terms of being vested in the characters and really care about their well-being, I'm definitely not there yet. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, just trying to find, like, redeeming and it, and factors about... for you. Yeah, and it's not about the context of the movie necessarily with the cars and the stuff. It's like their motivations and the reasons they're making their choices. Like, I, I don't care. Okay. So we'll have to, we'll have to, that's something we'll have to check back in after every movie and see if that has changed at all for sure, you. Sure, sure. I'm just thinking ahead to when we inevitably get to Hobbs and Shaw. I'm just thinking uh, ahead. I, don't, I, I think that's investing way too much in this. I don't think we're going to get there. <laughs> I, I know. I, see, I just think like that would be... Depending on the... where we go, the ante for what Brian has to trade is going to go way up. <laughs> yeah. I know. But I was just thinking... I don't like... even know if I like Hobbs and Shaw. I, don't <laughs> I know. know I want to subject myself to that right now. Well, that was the thing is I remember you and I when that trailer came out and we were like, this is going to be the most ridiculous thing ever and we're going to go see it. But then afterward, we were like, even how bad it was wasn't redeeming, if yeah. that makes any sense. It was it was not what we expected, and it we came out of it both kind of like, meh. Yeah. Which we wanted to be our faces melted by the action and stupidity <laughs> right. of what happens, and just it wasn't there. It wasn't. I know. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what offhand, like off the top of my head, what I would trade for that. It would be something that I wouldn't enjoy like i wouldn't subject myself to something that i just wouldn't have a good time with like a rob zombie movie <laughs> no don't, poor it Brian would have just... to be like it would like maybe be like a texas chainsaw I don't, I don't i don't know if he could handle no that. he no, couldn't offense, Brian. like that's that's the level that i think we're <laughs> we would have to get to based what, on what you guys have but talked what if about we gave him what if we gave him um what's the texas uh, is it four with matthew oh, with mcconaughey, McConaughey and renee zellweger <laughs> It's from like 1994. Oh, it's so great. Oh, uh, it's called yeah, Texas Chainsaw for the beginning, I think. So here, here's a little secret about Texas Chainsaw movies. Like the first three or four are literally the exact same plot. Oh yeah, <laughs> not not kidding. Like wayward strangers somehow make their way onto the family estate in Texas, and spoilers they. <laughs> torture them and Eat them. kill some of them and do xyz but like it's literally like the exact same plot they're like oh these dang college kids just like you, keep wandering over I mean, here i guess if the formula works you just keep doing keep going I mean, we're like with a lot of horror movies you can like you can see differences in like the the freddy krueger franchise from one to another like there's yeah, very yeah. distinct different stories happening in each chapter 
Texas Chainsaw, not so much. Uh, so yeah, I, I, that's thing. I don't even know if I could sit down through McConaughey again. <laughs> like you put no, McCon- you put was, McConaughey in a horror. That was movie. the next generation. Next generation. That's what the it was, beginning, the beginning was a new one. Yeah, which funny. I think Jordana Brewster was in the remake of. Was it the remake or the sequel? Was that Jessica Biel? Jessica Biel was in the remake. She was in the. Like the, the, prequel, the prequel, but the, it, but that came out after the reboot. The beginning. Yeah. Yeah, she was. Okay, so Jordana Brewster from this series was, was in Texas Chainsaw. Matt Bomer was in the Texas Chainsaw, the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there are there are there are people. Yeah, I wouldn't hold your breath for those. I don't think I'm gonna ever, ever agree to one of those. They're a hard sit. Like the first one and then I'd say maybe actually the remake as far as like a good horror movie goes. The remake's not that bad, and then the no, one no, the remake's actually really good. Wasn't too bad, but uh, yeah, like it would be like that caliber. I'm thinking, especially if I've gotten through like another four or five of these, and you're like, okay, Hobbs and Shaw is next. <laughs> like you like guys have been trashing goal, this movie for a year. So. My goal is to get you through six for sure, four, five, and six. So we did four, so at uh-huh. least two yeah. more. Okay, seven can be hit or miss if we want to have one more to trade i'll uh-huh. go with seven the other okay. ones are or give them give them you know take them or leave them for me fair enough we uh yeah i said other other than well if, if we continue then uh, uh cabin in the woods is probably next on our docket for you and we'll have to brainstorm about another one but we would you know obviously we're going to look for something that has some redeeming qualities that you could actually enjoy yeah oh yes she just suggested a quiet, a place. quiet place. I yeah, I think you've been telling me about that for a while too. I yes, think you'd actually it, it's it's be complete, okay. It's like creature. It's not horror, but it's bloody more, it, at all. Yeah, it's more just like tension. Okay. It's it's yeah, jump scare. It's jump I might be scare. Okay with that. In a couple places, yeah, it's it's and really it's, good. It's well, Krasinski is just superb in yeah. everything he did for that movie. Well, so is Emily Blunt, but yeah, it's yeah. so well done. So yeah, I would put that up as. For the next trade off, it would yeah, be yeah. Cabin in the Woods in a Quiet Place. Okay, we'll figure that out. Let's let's spin it back to Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything that you liked, Josh, that you can pick out? My hesit. Okay, so obviously, as I'm thinking, like my hesitation is not to be taken as no, I didn't. I liked nothing. <laughs> um, like I wouldn't necessarily say everything was bad. Um. I guess, I guess I, I'll you refer- liked some of the music. I saw you dancing. I did. I I danced stupidly to a lot of things that I don't like. <laughs> so you had a smile on your face, though. I always have a goofy. That's the only way I can get through it. <laughs> um, no, I think I. I guess I like. Hey, you liked it when he slammed that guy's face into the wall, and then said, "You're bleeding on my floor." Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess the uh, the tantrum fight in the middle of. Uh, fbi offices like nobody cared like oh yeah he just broke his nose on pure granite but yeah it's a scuffle among professionals Um, boys in the schoolyard yeah right no um i I think because i was caught off guard by the story being so kind of like one layered that there wasn't a whole lot that jumped out i was like oh yeah that was really cool that was really good um it it was not torture to watch it was not bad to watch it was medium you know mediocre m- middle of the road well, i guess like going in movie. going in expecting the action to be over the top a little bit more 
for what the action was. Was it good for you? Worked? Uh, I, Car chases and stuff, okay? Yeah, I, I, I'd say so. I think the tunnel sequences um, were even... I don't know. It would, even the first time they go through and they cross the border, I think they were a little too prolonged because you're in such a tight space... I don't know if what a lot of what they were doing was practical or if they were working with a lot of green screen for the tunnels or not, but like it was very dark. Yeah. It was hard to, to, to make out a lot of detail. The cars are going so fast, so the in comparison, your 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 foregrounds and your backgrounds you know, go, going through a tunnel, everything in front of you is moving so quickly that it's hard to really your eyes to really grasp detail. Yeah. Um so I get what they were going for. Four, but I just thought maybe those were a little bit too prolonged. Um, and they kept it at this end, like mostly reined in just those like one or two moments that I just like out loud as they happen. I just did say like, oh, that's bullshit. Yeah. Well, that um, and then the, uh, say the street race scene where you're like, he's dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that guy's dead. Oh, yeah. There were some mass casualties in, <laughs> yeah. in that street race. Yeah, much more. And, and something I thought of also is like there's. I'm surprised there's has it been a filmmaker or someone to make some kind of series that um, shows that like y- you watch any of these things even like Batman like I think we like we were we were, we rewatched the Dark Knight trilogy recently even in those movies sometimes there's like tons and tons of civilian vehicles just being smashed those are severe injuries <laughs> those are like dozens of people possibly dead bleeding from organs like those people have families those people have to make like their friends have to get phone calls about what happened and you watch something like this and the same thing kind of happens and you almost wonder like i wonder if someone would make like a series or like a a limited series because you would just get the idea across pretty quickly (laughs) of like those people like episode one is is the story, like half hour story of people who would be on a big car chase. Episode two is look at the thirty eight people <laughs> whose lives they just ruined, trying to you know get away from the cops and get out of the city. And the sad thing is that's at this point just an action movie trope. Any car yes. chase there is, there's just collateral damage and people die. Yeah. Civilians are killed. <laughs> and they just move on. Like they're not even mentioned barely by like if law enforcement is involved in the story. That's not even a passing line of dialogue. Yeah, most of the time, like, oh, now we gotta, we have all this shit. Do you know how many people I had? You know, the city just had to bury or this or like nothing, nothing. Yeah. But yeah, I was I was shocked that they just like flat out. I mean, they weren't main characters, obviously, but you know, they didn't. It wasn't even like alluded to. I know it's a PG thirteen movie, so they were only gonna do so much. But yeah, it's very very apparent that. Yeah, those two other drivers in that uh, car race for the team. Like, yeah, they're they're probably dead in multiple pieces. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, anything you want to nitpick? Anything you didn't like that really, really might have soured the experience for you? No. No, not really. I said everything, okay. was, everything was at least average. And, so we're still going mediocre, meh. Yeah. I, you had that one. What? You had that one comment. Where he goes back in the house when she brings the groceries in. And then she comes back out and Josh turns to me. And he goes, she looks remarkably put together for what just <laughs> happened. 
<laughs> making out all over the counter. She had time to do her hair. Oh yeah, she she looked she was way too back together for anything meaningful or worthwhile to have transpired. I mean, we don't know how long they were in that house. It's true. Dom could have been working on that car. That could have been a full day later. We don't know. Oh, well, well okay, so I will bring that point up because I did say that while we were watching was that was like a major um, conflict point between the two of them in the first movie of like, you're having a romantic relationship with my sister and blah, 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 blah. Now yeah. he's 20 yards away working on the car out in the garage and he's banging her, his sister on the kitchen counter by the sink and like neither of them are like expressing any caution about that like eh, maybe this could you know not be the best time or place or whatever but it's one of those right. things i think yeah they never have the conversation but i guess i always interpret it as like dom kind of knows that uh she still has feelings for paul walker and so when it sort of naturally kind of happens again it's just like well okay i knew that was coming uh fair if it was like he showed up at the house shortly after they had gotten together and not the fact that he could have walked in the kitchen at any moment because someone coming into their house from the garage they're working in is a completely rational thing to have happen yeah i don't know i'm trying to play devil's advocate here um <laughs> uh, i say other other than that no um it, it, it was what it was are you happy that is the guy's name jesse from the first movie oh mousy that he didn't like Oh, wait, I thought he died. I, well, yeah. I'm saying, so is that, like, like, this one was a lot more enjoyable for you? Oh, because just because he, he wasn't, wasn't there? Um, maybe a little bit. <laughs> I don't know, it was a very unlikable character. He was like, I, it, they wrote a character that was obviously like, I will make every bad choice for my character possible. <laughs> and, I don't know, it was, it was kind of a boring character. Cause, like, you, no, you've, you've messed up multiple times very easily just by making simple dumb choices okay well i'm gonna go make three more right now <laughs> somebody's gotta do them they're not gonna give them all to vin diesel <laughs> it's probably in his contract also did you did you look up how much an engine weighs i did not but i <laughs> I, I, I i'm calling it, yeah that was my first line of bullshit on <laughs> on that when he just stops he grabs that pulley holding that engine just with one hand <laughs> i mean he kind of struggles a little bit you see him oh, shaking yeah he's, yeah. he's googling Much it right now do car engines weigh all right the uh from reference.com the quick and dirty results the average car engine not including the transmission weighs around 350 pounds a small car would be 330, and a large car with transmission could weigh around 600. 350 pounds with one hand on a ch on, on like a thick chain link chain. I mean, the chain's um, doing some of the work, right? Yeah. It's very well balanced. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, still with it. it. I'm, I'm in. Have you seen Vin Diesel's arms? The bullet bounced off his muscle. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yes. I will say that was point number two. Where, like, he just gets shot in the top of the right shoulder. And then I think he, like, glances behind him like, what was that? He flinches like, what bit me? Yes. Yeah. Like, he looks, like, annoyed, like, how dare you shoot yeah. me? 
I'm surprised he didn't make a comment like, I liked this jacket. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have some, like, cool quip to come back with. <laughs> um, I don't know. Anything else we want to pick at Josh for? Oh, Sarah wanted to know any favorite lines that stuck with you? Any lines of dialogue? Not especially. You guys had referenced that part about the jurisdiction ending and beginning part when they get to Mexico, and I was unsure whether when Diesel says, and this is where mine begins, I, was that just supposed to be like a cool guy comment? Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think that was more what it is. Because Sarah, right. Sarah, what did you look at that you said there was only like two memorable quotes from this? Was that just IMDb? Um, no, that was the that was the prequel short film that oh, okay, we were talking okay. about. Oh, actually, speaking of IMDb, let's look and see what it has, what it says for the. Uh, we were we started thinking like what other quotes might have come from this movie that could be memorable and worth saying again, and there really isn't many. I did I did like the you're bleeding on my floor. Yeah, that was the one that stuck with me. I like that one too. Okay, wait. Where's quotes? Okay. Uh, thirty-two quotes, and it's sorted by interesting. Yeah, we don't have to the, go through them all. Um, <laughs> no, these aren't the one. She did it for you, Dom. She did it for you. No. No. So we'll have to try to keep a better eye on quotes in the next movie. I feel like there's cool got to be more more one-liners in five. Yeah. A real I driver mean... knows exactly what's in his car. Okay. Oh, well, I forgot about this one. I'm a boy who appreciates a good body regardless of the make. Oh, yeah. I, Josh oh. got cringy at that point. They list the this is my the bad. jurisdiction quote that's in here. Uh, when he um when they're reading the list of cars of the possible suspects uh when she, it's like the other agent she's going she ran all the David Parks and she's listing all their cars and one of them I guess she said Toyota Prius hybrid and Brian O'Connor says hell no. <laughs> uh I guess. Josh, between the two that you've seen, the first one and number four here, which one would you say you enjoyed better? Um, I'm not going to ask you to give it a score out of ten no, at this yeah. point. Just which one do you feel? Because you were, you, I feel like you both, you came out of both of them sort of like me. Yeah. Um, so I don't I even guess, know if you have a preference, but I'm going to ask anyway. I guess I'll go with, I'll go with the first one, just between these two, because I guess I was able to follow the character other than Mousy the character decisions and and reasoning for for their actions more okay than this one it's fair yeah the very last quote that is listed for this movie on imdb is from dwight dwight is filming three women making out at a party papa dwight wants you to take off your shoes dwight loves feet that is the last one. And it was apparently ranked as the least interesting. <laughs> All right. I, I will say I would have not been angry at about 10 to 15 minutes more Dwight. <laughs> you just like the referring to himself as a third person. That helped. And that was a ridiculous character. That's, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that's going to save me in these movies. It's, it's personalities like that. Where it's just someone is so out there, where it basically it barely seems like they got direction from the director. They just did whatever they wanted and they kept it. 
I'm trying to think if there are any, any other really outrageous characters like that coming up. I feel like there has to be, but off the top of my head, I can't think of any. So we'll we'll tackle that when we get there. Well, they need to make the uh, the Dwight follow up story. <laughs> See, like, what is it? Like eleven years later, at this point, like what happened to him after he like, presumably didn't go to jail for the meth that they planted on him? Right, gets let go two days later. Yeah. Um, I guess I Sarah, that. since we watched the, of course, it's been a while since we watched the first one, but between the two we watched. Do you have a preference out of the two? I think I'll always like the first one. Okay. Just because it's the first one. What, again, do, what, do you think you like this one a little bit more than since you watched it the last time? Yeah, I think it's... I don't, it's not my favorite out of all of them. Yeah. I think, if I remembered correctly, I think some of the later ones I enjoy a little more. But I think... When they get a slightly bigger cast, I think I like a little more of the interaction that you get between some of those characters. Yeah, I agree. Um, the first one just has a nostalgia for me because yeah. I very I remember seeing it. I remember having a Paul Walker like magazine poster <laughs> with like that blonde curly hair that he has in the first on your one. Hot guy clipboard. No, he was. Thing. It wasn't a clipboard. They were binder, binder covers. Binder covers. Yeah. No. But, uh, I, cause I wasn't allowed to put posters up in my room, but, uh, cause I had wallpaper, but I was allowed to put them on my door. So I had rotating stuff on my door and I, I had a Paul Walker, I had a Paul Walker. I think it was from like teen people or I don't think it was like a tiger beat. I want to say it was a teen people or something like that when that was a thing. Um, <laughs> and it was, it was that era of Paul Walker. So I think for me that there's that nostalgia part. That's fair. That just do we do we need to explain to to the kids listening what magazines were? Yeah, <laughs> they got Google right. They can look it up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, um, Paul Walker was definitely on binder covers, though. Nice. I had binder covers, and then for a while, I had these like the um the page protectors that you have, like the plastic inserts i had oh, some yeah, of yeah. those like in the front of the binder to continue my pictures because i didn't have enough room <laughs> gotta keep them safe right you don't want them getting worn or ripped well that's why i would always i always had to have the binders that were the the clear like pocket fronts and backs so i could make you know it was a whole process before <laughs> school every year as i would cut through magazines then when we had when we got the internet oh and i got to print stuff out you could find whoever you wanted to put in your very, book. It was very exciting. The world was opened up to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so was, this was being a teenage girl in the uh, early 2000s. It was great. <laughs> it was great. Uh, Josh, I think I'll leave you with one more question. Okay. Are you excited at all to watch any more of these movies? <laughs> excited? Maybe not yet. Or should I just no, say de- curious? De- Are you curious enough that you're somewhat interested in watching some of these movies? I pro- admittedly would probably not choose to continue with them on my own accord or like just on my own volition. Okay. But I do not view it as a chore to do so for these purposes. Okay. 
again, I'm, I am curious to see if that ever changes with the style of these movies. If they sure. get more outrageous, if suddenly it's like, oh, why are we sitting through this again? <laughs> <laughs> Although you did just watch Gal Gadot's uh, screen debut. I saw that. Yeah. Which I can kind of see because she had nothing to do. Yeah. She, she looked really didn't pretty. really serve a purpose at all. So at least she she does come back in the next one. So you get more Gal Gadot in the next one. All right. Um, I think that's it. Sarah, you got anything else you want to press Josh for? Not that I can think of. Okay. I think I think the next one, the next, if we get to five and six, those are probably my favorites. So I'm excited to see what you think about those. Those okay. two, I think, are the the peak for me. I. Then I, I will look forward to them for you as well. Okay. See, I think it's been so long since I've seen a lot of these. Like, I remember seeing them once, but I honestly, I think I've maybe watched them again. I know you and I have watched at least one, but it's been years. Yeah. So they kind of start to run together for me as to the plot points. So I'm actually kind of excited to watch them again and be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this one. And they definitely get to get really ridiculous. Oh, and yeah. The ridiculousness is what's fun to me, so I'm just curious how Josh takes that going forward. Fair enough. Maybe if the, if they get past the point where they're trying to make me care about the characters, and I am not expected to, Yeah. Um, and that's not what they're trying to go for, maybe the rest of it will be a little more... Like, I can just take it for what it is, because I'm not... Like, I... I Part of the enjoyment is not to be invested in their choices or their well-being or their desires or anything like that. Right. Um, like in this one, it was obvious like that was front and center. That was the whole reason for the story being set in motion and et cetera, et cetera. Well, we tried to talk but, before, too. I think part of the fun was at this point, the cast hadn't been together since the first one. So this yeah. was a big reunion for everybody. So just threading the story around to have a reason to get these people back together in a story. And then so, going forward, they're all just grouped up and they just go from there. Okay, So actually, that's a good point. So I have a question for you guys then. So there was eight years between the first movie and this one. So when promotions being done, commercials, trailers, etc., and you see the, like, like the four or five like, core people, mm -hmm. and then you see the movie and Michelle Rodriguez is dead in 15 minutes... Oh, I should have brought that up, but that was surprising. How did you feel about Like, did you feel shortchanged, if you remember? I know that was, like, 11 years ago now, but, like, if that was one of the points of, like, look at those people from that story you enjoyed, and guess what? One of them's dead now. Like, I'm trying to remember if even the, in, if in the promotions, I'd have to go back and, like, rewatch the trailer, but I don't remember if the trailer even said, like, Letty died and we have to figure out what happened, or if it was... It was I don't remember. The promotions definitely leaned into the original cast is back. And I, I don't remember if they talked about Letty dying in the previews or if that was just a surprise for the movie. Okay. I always liked her character because I think she, her character was pretty different. There weren't a lot of female characters like her in yeah. movies. Okay. Um. So I think, I don't, I mean, I, yeah, I don't remember being upset or something, but I just remember always really liking her. So I do remember when when you figure out like you know spoilers that maybe she's mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. no if he's not paying attention I'm not gonna say anything about that for him I'm hearing 
That was it. No, he knew that from before. I'm pretty sure we've said that okay. before. Uh, which was where was that scene? Did you say that was like an after? Is that this movie or is it the next one? Where is it? Next where, one. The next one. Yeah. Okay, that's why I couldn't remember if it was after this one or after next the next one. But no, okay. No, so I I yeah we'll get I there. enjoy Michelle Rodriguez. So because I think well a lot of the movies she does she plays kind of a really tough female character and I love that. Yeah. I'm like that's totally not me but I in my head I wish I could be that in a lot of ways. <laughs> that's actually what I just wanted to reference was like this as it, as it relates to some of the other stuff she's in. She was in SWAT. I and... completely forgot she was in Avatar. Oh yeah. yeah. She's like one of the main people. Yeah, yeah. yeah I forgot about of that. the group. Cuz SWAT um, was 2000 It was earlier uh the Three. I mean I, I go back to Resident Evil. First Resident Evil yeah. was 2002, yeah. I think. 2003 yeah. was SWAT. Um, but the year after this, so she, so Avatar was also the same year. The year after, she was in Machete, which I freaking love. And then, like a year or two later, was Battle Los Angeles, which I got to rewatch. I think that was underrated. Yeah, I didn't mind that one. I don't remember that. Um, then she came back in like some later Resident Evil movies. Um, and then she did the Machete Kills sequel, and then kind of like went back and forth between like this series and other projects. But yeah, I I've always dug her. Well, well, the other thing is, I don't. I think we we might have said this in the talking about the first movie, but when we went back to Universal Studios in two thousand eighteen, yeah, because we they the Fast and the Furious ride. Is oh, there now. Right. oh yeah, yeah. And Did I, I made yes. Okay, I didn't remember if it was the one, if it was one of the types that we knew. I wouldn't like. I'd get sick on. So I think we weren't sure, but you, I think you wrote it. I, I guess I might have at first because that. I, did I take Jeremy? I don't. Remember. I think you did. I, but I, I just, I, I might have tried. But I just remember because I was like, oh, but you're not going to understand any of the <laughs> references, and you're like, somehow I'll survive. <laughs> yeah, on this like ninety second ride. Yeah. But they film stuff specifically for it, so that was fun. <laughs> See, now if we go back, you'll understand it. <laughs> think I'm going to remember or care. I'll He's already forgotten the movie we just watched. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'll remind you. On the plane they, right there, I'll be like, which one do you want to watch? <laughs> it's a very short. It's not as long of a plane ride to Florida as you think. It's, we won't have time to to get into the movie. You can finish this one. It's an hour 48 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> You're not. You're, well, you have to. You got to take into account takeoff time. You don't, you're not supposed <laughs> to turn electronics on for a certain period of time after takeoff, before landing. It, it crunches it. It crunches. You're forgetting how movies work, Josh. You can easily pause the movie and finish it later. It doesn't have to be all on the plane. It's <laughs> speechless. I got him. <laughs> got him, folks. He just shot me the dirtiest look. Like, <laughs> thank you for you? helping, Brian. <laughs> all right. On that note, we're gonna close it down. Yeah. Um, all right, so if you've enjoyed the show, please support us. Leave a five-star rating and review. Be sure to give us a share on social media. Uh, you can follow, subscribe, keep up with the show. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, anywhere you can usually find podcasts. You should be able to find us there. Um, you can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Superfriends. You can search Superfriends and you'll be able to find us. Uh, you can send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions, like the page, leave us some shit. Uh, try to email us, brightguysuperfriends at gmail.com. I will not check it. Uh, it's there just for filler. 
You can tweet us on Twitter at BG Super Friends. That will check. I will see that. And on behalf of Josh, Sarah, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.